the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. Welcome. My name is Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860 The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And did you know True Talk 800 now simulcasts on 106.3 FM in Vancouver and East Portland? Well, you do now. I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back into your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field, and becoming more known through radio, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you, marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the latest and most powerful online tools of Salem Surround, and most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or connection to others, email Mike Lee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. We've got not one, but two very special guests in the studio today. The first one I met at Mission Connection, and she serves as the business manager for Youth Dynamics. So welcome, Heather Amen and staffing manager Alex Goodman. Ladies, how are you today? Excellent. Hi, doing, Mike. Doing pretty good. I'm so glad. It's good to have you both aboard. So, Heather, tell us first of all, what exactly is Youth Dynamics, which has a website I'll post on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com, which is thankfully simple, yd.org. That's yd.org for Youth Dynamics. Yeah, um, so Youth Dynamics is a youth-serving ministry, and we're here with the Adventures branch. We do outdoor adventure ministry with youth. So we take groups of young people rock climbing and whitewater rafting. We do challenge courses, all with the the desire to share the gospel, talk about leadership, um, what life looks like in community. We we. Our mission is to invite and challenge youth to a lifelong relationship with Christ and the church. So we really seek to connect um, young people, not only with the Lord, but also with their local church, which um, encourages growth, uh, discipleship, right? That's how you you get to know God better. Oh, I love it, Heather. So is Youth Dynamics a non-denominational organization? Do you deal with a lot of different churches sizes, styles, and things like that? Yeah, totally. Presbyterian churches, Baptist churches. We run trips with schools. Um, we'll we'll run with anybody who books us, and our heart is to preach the, the straight-up gospel. How wonderful. So, ladies, be honest. How difficult has it been working with an outdoor ministry over a couple of years' worth of pandemic mm-hmm. and restrictions? Oh, man. 
uh, so the first summer was rough. We went from being able to run long trips, like we'll do multi-day backpacking or multi-day river trips, or a, a lot of our trips are longer than a day. And then all of a sudden, we could only run single day trips. Sometimes we would do multiple single days in a row. And then the the group had to figure out their camping situation because we couldn't. We normally will just throw a bunch of kids on a tarp so that they get to experience like the stars and the night sky and whatever. And you just can't shove a bunch of people on a tarp in COVID, like just next to each other. So that doesn't work out. Um, we... We had to be really careful with how we fed people. And it, so things easing up is really exciting for us. Although I will say with the COVID, the COVID thing really isolated people. So this last summer, when things eased up a little bit, we saw this massive increase in just the desire to be in the outdoors, the desire for community, it, it was crazy. I feel like often we we have to kind of fight technology. Like students aren't excited that their phones don't work when you're out on a three-day river trip in the middle of nowhere. But this last summer, people didn't even care. They didn't care that their technology didn't work. They were just so stoked to be together and to be in a place that was not their living room or their kitchen table. And And that was really... I think it was really impactful for a lot of people. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, too, just some of the trips that I was able to go on, it was a lot of these students first, like, get together with other students in six to ten months. And so there was just so much excitement and energy. And so while, yes, it definitely was hard for us as an organization to not be able to lead long-term trips, just to be able to see that reignition, reignite of fellowship and connecting with other students was definitely huge. Well, Alex, I want to thank you and Heather and everyone at Youth Dynamics for taking the extra steps and precautions to make sure that people were in a healthy environment. But as much as all of us are generally horrified by this whole pandemic era that we're living in right now, I love the fact that You said, Heather, that kids are quick to put down their phones and just be with other kids and actually appreciate that. So I'm going to take that as one of the positives from this time where we have missed each other. And as a result, hopefully appreciate getting together, fellowshipping, getting outside and doing things. So how did you get involved with Youth Dynamics in the first place, Alex? That is a fantastic question. It's actually one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, so I actually learned about youth dynamics from going on a trip in high school. Uh, I grew up in Everett, Washington, just north of Seattle. And so our youth group took a road trip down to ironically the Oregon adventure base where I'm now working. Um, and so it's just really fun to kind of see that process come full circle and how God has worked amidst like preparing me to go into this. Um, and so that, trip for me as a high school student was really impactful and I you know it was a three-day trip and so I was able to unplug for three days and just really try some activities that I had never necessarily done before Um, and so it put me out of my comfort zone but was just a really unique experience that I had uh, with Christ and uh, stuck with me all the way through college as well it just really was a huge part of my spiritual development between high school and where I'm at now as a young adult And so, um, 
yeah. And so then through college, like I got reconnected with youth dynamics, um, which very much was a huge stepping stone of just like God revealing that he had this plan for me after college. Cause a lot of people go into college, not knowing what they want to do. Um, and so to have that reconnection point, uh, and then to be going full time with going full time with youth dynamics, uh, this summer is huge. And just, I, I, I look back on the whole process and even though COVID has affected like my personal timeline with YD, there's, I still have no doubt that this is where God wants me and just the whole process that he's, he's been with me every step of the way. So it's funny. You were telling us, Alex Goodman, the staffing manager for Youth Dynamics, that seeds were actually planted back on a high school trip for you. Absolutely. That years later came to fruition. So it's amazing what God can use. And maybe we need to be reminded to keep our eyes open and our hearts open to things that might be a little bit out of the box. Because you'd mentioned you were not the most comfortable person on that high school trip, were you? <laughs> I love, I've always loved the outdoors, but I had done very little rock climbing before, especially outdoors. It's one thing to go rock climbing in a gym. It's extremely different to do it in the outdoors. Um, I'd never been whitewater rafting. I had been on a challenge course before, um, so I was a little bit more comfortable with that. But rock climbing outdoors and whitewater rafting were a whole new ball game for me. I love working with different ministries and outreaches that do things that are outdoors or physical. I remember speaking with one horse ministry that would take broken kids, kids with two and a half strikes, maybe legally they've made some bad choices and decisions, but somehow working outside at that horse farm, thinking beyond just themselves, made them better. So what about your trips with Youth Dynamics? What about your activities affects people, young people in particular, in profound different ways that they can't get unless they join you. Oh man. Uh, So there's something we talk about edge moments a lot. There's something about that place where you're on kind of the edge of yourself, right? Like, you know that you have ability or like comfort for, for your, your, I mean, we call it the comfort zone, right? That's kind of a universally acknowledged term. Um, but on the edge of your comfort zone, not to like your panic place, but on the edge of your comfort zone where you're just not sure if you can do it and you you might even lean towards that. Mm, I probably cannot. Um, if you're in that place, there's something about that place that just opens up, like opens up your senses. It makes you a little more aware. It uh, you tend to remember things that happen in that zone a little bit better. Um, so when you're afraid of heights and you're standing at the top of a hundred foot rappel, you're about to walk down it backwards. You are not thinking, I've got this, no big deal. Like, I'm I'm just, I'm all about this. Most people are thinking, what is going on? Am I going to die? Like, there's this, there's this like, Oh, I don't know how to describe it. There's like this this mental switch that happens and people experience lots of different things. All of a sudden, you're, you're when you're at the edge of yourself, you will A, you realize you can do things that you didn't know you could because if you don't push yourself to that point, you never find out. B, you realize you can count on the people around you. We put students in all of the key positions. So... um if you're not familiar with rock climbing, in order to be a climber, you also need 
a belayer. That's the person who's holding the end of your rope, unless you're climbing without a rope, but that's a whole different story. We don't do that at Youth Dynamics. Um, so there's the person who's belaying you. They have your rope, they're, they're like your safety at the bottom. And then we also have a secondary belayer because we want to make extra, extra sure that our students are safe. And then there's also a rock assistant, which is one of our staff at that station who's monitoring the whole thing and right there um, just in case something goes south. So we have a lot of safety precautions in place. And that means there's a lot of people involved. So all of a sudden, all of those people are there cheering you on. Those people who are part of the system, like I can't tell you how many students I've had in the belay station saying, I, like, I'm i so scared to belay my friend because what if I fail? Like, what if I drop them? What if what if I'm not reliable in this situation for my friend? And talking, even talking that person through that challenge is really significant to realize that you you can you can be there and there's there's help. You don't have to be there by yourself. We we often in those situations get to bring Jesus in because like as the belayer, yes, you're holding the rope. You are. Um, but you are tied in. We we use ground anchors, which aren't super common in just recreational climbing. It means that the belayer the rope that they're holding is actually anchored to a giant rock, which isn't going anywhere. So the analogy there is so incredible because they're, they're not carrying the weight of this responsibility. The weight of the responsibility, the weight of supporting their friend is actually on the rock. Jesus is our rock. Like we don't have to support the people in our lives by ourselves. Like that's not how this world is wired. Like we have the ability to tap in to this incredible resource of strength and support in Jesus, our rock. Um, and so we we get to have those conversations all day long. I feel like I got off of the initial question that you asked me. No, but I love the illustration that you've given us, business manager Heather Amen from Youth <laughs> Dynamics. So thank you for sharing that with us. So where exactly are you hosting these Youth Dynamic events, Heather? Um, we actually, we go all over. We often do rock climbing at Horse Thief Butte, which is actually it's in Washington, but it's right across from the Dells. Um, we also climb at Smith Rocks, which is if you're a climber, you know, this is like one of the most epic climbing places in, well, I would say in the world, but I might be a little bit biased. It's also just a beautiful place to go. And that's near, like it's in the Bend area, kind of central Oregon. Um, we do a lot of our challenge course stuff at Eagle Fern Camp. They've been an amazing partner for us. Um, and then for rafting, we run, often we run the mop and stretch of the Deschutes River, but we'll also raft the Clackamas. We love the Clackamas, but it's been closed recently because of fires. So here's hoping that opens back up because the Clackamas is beautiful. Um, we also can run the Mackenzie and the Saniam and the Clickitat, but we do those far less frequently. These are some of God's most beautiful parts of the Pacific Northwest that it's so easy for us to take for granted and not make the trip to when it's so close. Like when I lived out in New York, I think I went to the Statue of Liberty maybe three times over my entire (laughs) life and once with a school trip. You You really take things for granted. And I love the fact that Youth Dynamics is using God's great earth to not only show beauty, but to draw youth closer together and closer to him. So when we return, let's find out more about Heather Amen, the business manager, and Alex Goodman, the staffing manager, and what Youth Dynamics does and what Youth Dynamics needs from you. 
on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here with Youth Dynamics Business Manager Heather Amen and Staffing Manager Alex Goodman. So, Alex, what needs does Youth Dynamics have right now that we should be made aware of, especially when things are finally opening up? Yeah. So, one of the big things that YD all across the board uh, is in the process of like hiring for because we have our locations in Washington, Idaho, and Oregon. And all three of our locations, uh, this is our season of hiring summer staff, which are ages 18 and older, really. Um, And so we are hiring them for, we ask them to commit to two summers, but we do have like not everyone can commit to two summers depending on where they're at. And so we do hire uh, for one summer as well. We get people that come for multiple years, though, and they absolutely love it. And they are great ways for us to bring in new summer staff. So Uh, The need right now is to hire our summer staff. And so what we do is we bring them in. We teach them about the organization and how we, uh, you know, share the gospel with students, kind of some of those logistical pieces. But then we are also training them in-house to be adventure guides. We're training them to be rock guides, whether that's leading a climbing station, whether that's leading a rappel station, whether that's guiding on the river uh, and whether that's leading on the challenge course. So we go, we take them through all of the adventure pieces um, that they are able to make for training. Um, we also do take volunteers as well. We're not just looking for committed summer staff. And so we get a lot of teachers that volunteer for us because they have their summers free. And that's a great commitment piece for us. Yeah. Um, but we also have interns that we hire, which are ages 16, correct? Heather? Summer or the high school yes. internship is yeah ages sixteen through eighteen I think mm-hmm. typically juniors and seniors yeah yeah and that is called the life and leadership training it's a great program it's I think it's six weeks it's nice that you delve into the younger kids as well and not just the eighteen and ups mm-hmm. what are the most important prerequisites. Would you rather get someone with no experience but incredible heart and teachability or someone who's already good at hiking, climbing, tenting, and the outdoors? Um, Incredible heart and no experience, definitely, hands down. I would say most of our staff come in with the heart, um, the love for Jesus, and no experience. In fact, we have had a ton of summer staff and staff who come in with very little if any adventure experience and a healthy amount of fear probably around around this stuff. Like a lot of us, I, I was terrified of the river before I got sucked into it. I was the quiet kid who read all the time. Yeah, and I, I was the same way. I grew up hiking, but I had never done like the outdoor rock climbing or rafting. And so those were both like wasn't a huge fan of heights, which now ironically I love mm-hmm. climbing <laughs> and I love being on the river, even though those aren't necessarily like natural comfort zones for people so you know it's funny earlier heather you were mentioning getting out of your comfort zone and pushing not recklessly but toward your edge and stretching yourself so like you alex goodman i actually had fear of heights 
until I fell into a job as an airborne traffic reporter. And, you know, when you grow up on the, on the smaller side or on the lighter side, you wish you were taller or wish you were bigger. But in this case, I was awarded the highest paying job I ever had because the previous traffic reporter had pushed 300 pounds and the pilots did not want to fly with him. So that's why I got hired because I was smaller and lighter. So similarly, we have these limitations that we put on ourselves. And when when we stretch, it's incredible what we can get out of ourselves. So I actually went from having a fear of heights to flying in a little Cessna 150 10 times a week. And after, I'd say, four to six weeks of doing this full time, I don't ever get airsick anymore. <laughs> You had mentioned, Alex, that you had first learned about youth dynamics when you were a high school student. Yes. So can we turn the wheels back and tell us where you grew up? Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Everett, Washington, just north of Seattle. Um, the, my family moved there just before I turned one. They, My parents and my older brothers lived there, lived in Ballard before we moved there. Um, so they still are up there in that area. Um, so I graduated from Cascade High School up in Everett. How fun. And my friends, Derek and Krista Forseth are pastor and pastor's wife of Philadelphia Church in Ballard, the one with that historic neon sign up the front. Uh-huh. So they're, they're still in Ballard? Uh, my parents aren't. No, they're in, they're in Everett, but they were in Ballard for a couple of years. Oh, how fun. It really yeah. is a small world, huh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you grow up in a church-going Christian family for the most part? I did, yeah. We, we went to a church in Ballard for a little while, um, and then just commuting from Everett to Ballard on Sunday mornings was a little bit of a stretch with three young kids. And so, so is that a, a great distance? Like, uh, how long a drive was that? At, as a young kid, 30 to 40 minutes felt like a really long time. So we decided to look for more local churches. And so there were a couple years where we were kind of like church hopping to kind of find the church that fit us best and that welcomed us and that just felt like home. And so uh, we landed in North Everett at a church called First Baptist Church or FBC in Everett. And that's where we've been ever since I was in sixth grade of middle school. So, um, but yeah, we went to church Sunday mornings uh, all throughout growing up, uh, went to youth group. Um, and yeah, so. Was there a point Alex, where your faith became your own as opposed to your parents dragging you and your siblings to the church? It definitely was. There's. It's funny when I think about my faith and just how it developed to where I am now as a young adult. And there are definitely, similar to what I said about God was there at like in different steps of along the way of me getting plugged into YD, he definitely had steps where like I see him in my faith development from when I was a teenager to now. And I know he was there with me as a kid. But I just didn't necessarily like gra- – you don't grasp that until you get to a little bit older. Um, at least I didn't. So, um, But yeah, no, I think my faith definitely became my own when I was in middle school. And uh, I, I really – I was in a season of just kind of wrestling with church because I was upset that we had left a previous church uh, where I knew friends and just I had some community. And then uh, – so I was just kind of closed off to the church that we – you know, is now our home church. Um, and it took me a couple weeks to really open up. Um, but like the minute we started going to FBC, you know, the youth pastors there and some of the youth leaders just really welcomed me in. Uh, I think one of the leaders at the time, his name was Mark. He like played one of those like 
arcade basketball shooting games, which I was into basketball at the time. Um, and he, I, I don't know if he let me win or if he like actually was trying, but I won. So um, it was definitely just one of those like foot in the door experiences like, oh, this place is actually kind of cool. And, you know, the more I got connected with people and just like I heard other people's stories and I also shared my story. It was just a very welcoming atmosphere. And so the thing in my head that was like I really closed off just started to let go and open up. And I started to see God more in like when I was going to school uh, I was in between friend groups as well. And so just, you know, friends' interests were shifting and mine were still very much, you know, youth group, sports, music. Um, and so as friends' interests started to shift, I felt very alone and isolated. But God had a way of providing people that I had met at various soccer camps but didn't go to school with. They We now in middle school, we all merged together in different districts. And so... I was able to actually reconnect with them and remember them and they remembered me. And so that became like my new friend group. And I, as a middle schooler, took that as a sign that God was, he already had this community established for me. And so that was like my birth, like my first big God sighting that I saw was in sixth grade of middle school. Mm. I love how you were transparent with us, Alec. That must have been a tough season. It definitely is. Middle school is just a really transit like it's it's a very difficult time of life. And for me, like just kind of having that God sighting moment was huge. It was kind of a foundational piece for me. Well, look at it this way. Physically, you're changing from a kid to an adult. So mm-hmm. you've got all that and the hormones raging and, <laughs> you know, becoming yourself. Yeah. Voice changing. Wondering why your voice isn't changing as quick as anyone else's. <laughs> wondering why yes. you're shorter or taller or thinner or fatter. It's a great time of insecurity and i think about all the people who say oh yeah i loved high school or i loved middle school i'm like wow (laughs) what part of the movie did i miss that that was often just tormenting for me so something you you pointed out alex was interesting that having a church close by to where you live seemed to be of big benefit. And obviously, if God wakes you up in the middle of the night with a burning bush saying, go to this church 90 minutes away, by all means, go to that church 90 minutes away, unless you know you hear differently from the Lord. Absolutely. But there are certainly advantages, because I remember when we first moved to Oregon, we fellowshiped at a church a solid hour away. Mm-hmm. And especially when you've got younger kids, you're not connecting. You're not having play dates. You're not being able to drop in on people at the hospital or f- things like that very easily. So there's something to be said for the local church community to open its doors, just like what you're doing at Youth Dynamics, which is getting people together and outside and forcing them <laughs> to put things down. Yeah, which if I may jump in, there's just that just kind of made me think of one of the trips from this last summer Uh, Talking about like local churches and communities and like drawing people back in, there was a student uh, that on the trip just kind of shared a little bit of his testimony and that he had moved away from the church, like the youth group that the trip was running through. And so he had felt very isolated and alone. But one of his friends from the youth group had reached out to him and said, hey, we're running this trip. And so the trip with Youth Dynamics, even though like their church, uh, their church was located in McMinnville, Um, But he had moved up, I think, around like the Dalles. And so um, even though his church wasn't local to him anymore, Youth Dynamics, the trip that they did with us, like allowed him to reconnect and um, see friends that he hadn't seen in a while. And like for him, that was a huge 
step or impact in his faith too and just like how god was still providing what he was missing and so there was just you, you talking about local churches and local connections was just kind of sparked that for me it was so important to have someone just to be able to vent to or connect with or laugh with mm-hmm. and what's struck me about your story alex is he mentioned that some other kid invited him Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just something as simple as that going up to the stranger in church or at the grocery store and inviting someone along you never know where people are Mm -hmm. especially when they cut you off in traffic you don't know where the heads (laughs) are right so what do you have to look forward to alex goodman of youth dynamics when it comes to just getting back on the horse and things being more reopened now than they were over the past couple of years when it comes to how are you going to reach these kids Mm -hmm. and where do you want to take them? Yeah. um, I know for myself, like there's some personal excitements that I have, like this will be my first summer full time with YD. And so there's all that there's that like personal excitement um, but as far as from an organizational standpoint, I got to see bits and pe- like I I watched the COVID summer like it hit hard. And so it was just kind of a bummer. I wasn't even though I wasn't on full time. Um, and so I got to watch just that change from COVID summer where we weren't able to run as many trips or we just got to do day trips, which day trips are great. Like yeah. I'm not shortchanging them at all. They still have a huge impact. And we had a lot of youth that were excited Um, But just to see it start to like ramp back up and to see groups that have never run trips with us before start to reach out. And that that church from McMinnville is running another trip with us because they had such a great impact with us or such a great experience with us last summer. And so just to see the ramping up of trips that are getting booked is just so exciting. And to get to be a part of it at a full time capacity, like I'm I'm super stoked about Um yeah, just to see people are ready to kind of get out and people are, I mean, people have been ready. <laughs> um, but to see people just excited to not only get out, but to just reconnect with each other and unplug just because there's so much noise uh, on our phones, on our computers, on the radio sometimes. Um, but yeah, just to reconnect and just have that humble, like outdoor connection with people where I mean, sometimes for people getting out on a trip is already outside of their comfort zone because not everyone grows up going camping like both of us did. And so just to kind of see people's experience with even just that piece, uh, like I'm excited just to see how people, how students and young adults navigate those experiences. Alex Goodman serves as staffing manager for Youth Dynamics. And we'll hear more from Alex and business manager Heather Amen next. Check out the website yd.org for Youth Dynamics. That's yd.org. And make sure to follow Youth Dynamics on Instagram and Facebook. More with Heather Amon and Alex Goodman next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee. And if you go to the website yd.org, that's yd.org, you can find a lot about a wonderful ministry called Youth Dynamics. Make sure to follow Youth Dynamics on Facebook and Instagram. 
And we're blessed with staffing manager Alex Goodman. And I want to ask you, business manager Heather Amen, for your elevator pitch. What exactly is Youth Dynamics? Okay. Yeah. Um, so Youth Dynamics is we are a relational adventure youth ministry, Youth Dynamics as a whole. Alex and I represent the adventures portion of that ministry, which focuses our efforts on outdoor adventure trips with youth. So we book with churches and schools and anybody, really. I mean, we've run trips with families, which is super fun. We have done mother-son trips, which are awesome. Like We will really run with anyone who wants to book us. So we're always kind of looking to connect with more groups. Our heart is to talk to youth about Jesus and to see them connected to their church. What's the average event going to look like? Yeah. Uh, So probably one of the most common trips that we run, we call the Rope Rock Raft because we do a day of challenge course, which is awesome because it really makes the group kind of reevaluate their teamwork. Students will tend to see strengths in each other that they maybe didn't notice before. That quiet kid all of a sudden might get noticed. Um, they it just really does a lot to to pull the group together. And then the second day we do rock climbing, and then the third day we do rafting. So we kind of run the trip to really focus on trusting each other and community at the beginning, and then they move into rock climbing, which kind of solidifies that. And then we do rafting on the third day, which is super fun and gets us out on the river. That sounds very exciting. What do you have to share about that, Alex? Yeah, it's just the rope rock raft trips are just really cool because it's just kind of a natural progression Mm -hmm. of excitement. And just, you know, some students come in and they're really nervous. They've never done anything like this before. Um, But it's just kind of fun. I've the with some trip experiences, students have shared at the end of the challenge course ropes day. They're like, man, I wish I would have pushed myself more. Like, I feel like I could have, but I just wasn't ready. Yeah. It's like, well, you're only on the first day. Like, they're yeah. already kind of just itching to do more and feel called to push themselves more. And so, again, it's just that natural buildup is like they get to do that on the rock day. And people, for the most part, come away from the rock day just super excited that even if they didn't finish a climb, they went further than they initially thought they would. Um, some for some kids, they're like, I put on the harness and the helmet and I tied in and that was already huge for me. And so then by the time they get to the rafting day, there's already just so much excitement and build up and they're just so stoked with what they've pushed themselves to do. And so it's just really cool to see that just natural progression of excitement in doing something new and hard that they didn't think they could. You're working mostly with, say, middle school and high school age youth. Is that correct? Yes. We also, and college age as well. Are you finding now more than ever just a value in stretching someone? Oh man, yes, absolutely. I think they're appreciating being able to do more than just sit around and look at screens because I guess absence makes the heart grow a little bit fonder, right? (laughs) Totally. So for what you do with the Rope Rock Raft days and other events that you host with youth dynamics is there an ideal size of a group or age or do you just cater to whoever's coming yeah we really build all of our trips custom so if if the youth group like my church mountain view community in oregon city if they were to run a trip with us 
we would have a conversation with them and we would say, where is your group at? Like, are you bringing your middle schoolers or your high schoolers or both? Um, what have you been studying? What does your group look like? Like, are they, are they super cohesive already? And we can, um, we can forego that kind of foundational community conversation and dig a little bit deeper or like, is this the leadership team of your youth group or is it like all of the freshmen and they're all super squirrely or like where, where is your group at? Like who, who is your group? What have you been studying? And then we'll try and connect with that. And our heart when we take a group out is to really facilitate and bring the programming and put the trip together in a way that allows the youth staff to really be in it with their students because they're the ones who walk on a daily basis with those students. We're not going to see them every day, but that staff is. And so if we can facilitate a deepening of those relationships, then it just does so much more than if we try to be the, the cool kids and have all of the relational equity built. Like we really want to facilitate the growth of that group and whatever that means for them, wherever they're at. So not only are you the business manager, Heather Amen, but you're custom designing these trips for each individual group. You aren't looking to be the rock stars over these youth lives. You're looking to partner alongside the youth leaders, whether it's middle school or college age, to put them in a position to win, to succeed better and more deeply and profoundly the youth that they're working with. Yeah, totally. Our our director would be the one who Dave Hanthorn, he's our director, and he's been with the organization for a while. He started out as a volunteer and then he's been in the director role for, I don't know, since I've been here. But uh, he's the one who talks to the groups as they're booking. And he has so much knowledge of our organization and our areas. So he does an excellent job of not only guiding the programming for the groups, but also picking the right areas. Like if we have a group that's super nervous about being on the river or where the parents are super nervous about their kids being on the river, then he might put them on a section of the river that's a little less crazy, I guess. None of it is terribly crazy and we're we're really competent in all of the areas that we run. But there's there are places that feel more comfortable for someone who's maybe afraid of rapids. Well, as a parent of teenagers to 20-somethings, Sell me on this because I'm not an outdoorsy person. Help me know that if I'm sending a kid or a young adult on a youth dynamics trip, that they'll come back okay and that you're not going out there doing crazy reckless things. What are the qualifications that youth dynamics staff has to protect the youth? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, And so all of our, all of our staff, we, all of our volunteer, all of our summer staff, all of our part-time, all of our full-time, we we require everyone to go through wilderness first aid training and CPR certification as well. So there's just that initial background, like going into the summer that everybody has has been through the same course. Um, and then, and that's at minimum. Several of yes. our staff have wilderness first responder or higher. We have a couple people who mm-hmm. are. Um, Oh, what's it called when you can work on an ambulance? Paramedics. Yeah. Some of them have paramedics. So we, yep. we on every trip has a higher level of, of training as well. 
Yes. And everybody that trains to come on staff, whether it's a full time or a volunteer capacity in between those two, they go through like they're they're learning to climb at the rock sites where we are taking students. They're running the stretches of the river that we run with students. So everyone is familiar over the countless hours of training, especially river, because that is, that requires the most experience and like practice and run throughs um, so that we are familiar with the different levels of the river at different times of the summer. Um, and so that we know what to be on the lookout for. And before each trip too, like we also check just like the levels of the river in general. And if there's anything to be aware of, um, at certain rivers that we run will require helmets, rock sites. Everyone has a helmet on that's at the rock. We, uh, closed toed shoes, just kind of some of those practical things in place. Um, but really, like, we want to keep students and student leaders safe, but we want them to have fun as well. Um, so if if fun, if a certain level of fun has to be sacrificed in order to reach a better level of safety, we definitely want to keep people safe. Yeah, I would say we're pretty rigorous in our risk management, and we would mm-hmm. go over above. Uh, for example, like I mentioned, the the ground anchors when we rock climb, no one does that when they are just casually rock climbing. It's really unusual. But for us, because we are institutional, um, we do that because it's that extra level of safety. And we want to like nobody's going to walk away from a rock day remembering their amazing conversations if somebody gets injured. So we go over and above in pretty much every way to ensure that our our safety protocols are really in place so that within that we can have the freedom to really enjoy the experience. So Heather, thank you for going out and making sure that these precautions are taken so that the leaders, as well as the people coming on the trip, they don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. So I love the fact that you put people in a safe environment, but it is not one size fits all that you actually customize these trips to each individual group to make their leaders most effective in reaching the hearts of the youth. So keep up the good work, Heather Amen. So let's find out a little bit more about you, Heather. Where did you grow up in the first place? Yeah, I'm an Oregon native, so I'm like one of five people who still live here. Uh, I grew up in Southeast Portland. I went to, I grew up, I am like, I have, I am super lucky, I guess. I grew up at Hinson Baptist Church. Um, which was a super That's a wonderful uh, church. I was part of God's Glory Gang, which was the kids choir and like one of the highlights of my life. And that's like how I know most of my scripture. I don't know. That probably dates me. I don't know if it's still around. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I grew up at Hinson Church. And then when I was in middle school, we moved to Corbett, Oregon, a tiny little town. Um, and so you so, really run the gamut of extremes from yeah. the city church to the country. Yep. And Portland public schools and then tiny Corbett school. Um, yeah. So middle school and high school, we lived in Corbett and again, like super lucky to be connected to really great churches in high school. We were at Corbett community church, which was like this amazing youth group, just like a really amazing time of life. I, I was not one of those kids who would list high school as a highlight of my life. I was definitely super happy to leave K through 12 behind and go to college, but I did have a really great youth group that was super foundational for me. I went to Trinity Western University just across the border in Langley, British Columbia, which was also a phenomenal experience. I was just, again, super fortunate 
to be surrounded by amazing people and was really challenged and um, and pushed to grow. I had really great um, – I was on in student ministries and was just really – it was just such a great experience for me. I went straight from there to work at Black Forest Academy, which is a boarding school for missionary kids in southwest Germany, um, which I would say between college and Black Forest Academy, that really – my faith was really grown in that period of time, like being away from home and being really challenged to think outside of my community and um, be outside of my community in a in a place where there were believers from all over the world, literally. Um, and it was that that was where I learned that I loved working with youth. Before I worked at BFA, I would have told you I was not the kind of person who should be on youth staff because I'm the quiet kid. I'm not the fun person who stands up in front of people and does weird skits about peanut butter. I am not that person. <laughs> I think that's an interesting observation because it breaks a stigma. Yeah. Because does totally. a youth worker always have to be the happy-go-lucky fun one that the kids flock around? No. And I would have always told you yes, but it, it that was a really cool time in my journey for like – learning that the Lord calls the people he wants in a place. Because when I felt called to BFA, I was like, why? Like, I guess maybe I'll just like do the dishes and do some cooking and not really hang out with the students because that doesn't seem like a good fit for me. But I just connected with different students. I don't connect with the same students who the crazy peanut butter skit performing people connect with. And and more than that, like we all connect with different students at different times and in different seasons. So there were students that I really like I was just there at the right place at the right time. I was the right person for them in this moment, whereas my coworker, Shelly, who's amazing and definitely the peanut butter skip person, she connected with that same student in a different situation. And the Lord used us both. He called us both for a reason. And that was mind blowing for me to realize that God could have a specific calling on my life and it could be so far outside of where I was comfortable and where I thought I lived. So what does BFA stand for again? Black Forest Academy. Sounds like a great experience for you. It was amazing. It was super cool. It was, it's a school for predominantly missionary kids. So people who are serving um, in Europe, uh, all over, um, they have the ability to send their students there and most or their their kids. Most of our students chose to be there. It's not like when you think of military school where you like send your kid who's bad. Totally not that. It's um, students who their parents might be serving in like a remote corner of some country where they speak a different language. There's no school for them. So your option is homeschool or I mean, maybe there are native schools nearby, but if your kid doesn't speak the language, how do you go to school? So a lot of the students had chosen to come to Black Force Academy because they had the opportunity, well, to A, have school in their own language, and B, they have the opportunity to take like honors courses or whatever. And you can't, those are way more difficult if you're in online school. Plus, online school is not for everyone, as we are definitely learning um, in recent times. Well, that's for sure. Ladies, thanks so much, not only for your qualifications and your experience with Youth Dynamics, but maybe even more importantly, for your heart to serve youth and to bring them closer to Jesus. So on the way out, staffing manager Alex Goodman, is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to? <laughs> uh, I'll definitely send a shout out to friends and family up in the Everett, Washington area. Um, mom, dad, all three brothers. 
uh, and definitely youth group and church at First Baptist Church in Everett. So thank you guys for getting me to where I am today. Love you guys all. And how about you, business manager Heather Amen? Oh, man. So many people. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, my family and Ranch Chapel in Terrebonne, Oregon. They're one of my supporting churches. They're part of the reason I'm here. Corbett Community Church, Mountain View Community Church, all super big parts of my life. Any friends and family who happen to be listening to this show, I'll probably tell you all that it's airing because <laughs> this never happens. I'm not on the radio. <laughs> Well, you both did great. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to share about Youth Dynamics with us. So please make sure to follow Youth Dynamics on Facebook and Instagram. Check out their website, yd.org. That's yd.org, which I'll link up to the Difference Makers page at True Talk 800. Heather Amon, Alex Goodman, thank you so much again for spending time with us today to talk about Youth Dynamics. Thanks, Mike. Yay, thanks for having us. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.